Welcome to the Everyman's Battle podcast. I'm Steve Arterburn, co-author of the book, Everyman's Battle. In the year 2000, New Life Ministries created the Everyman's Battle Workshop. Now this workshop's been held monthly ever since, and it's designed to coach and challenge men to better understand their struggles and also how to navigate through those struggles with God's help. The Everyman's Battle podcast contains provocative conversations led by J.J. West and Doug Barnes, their licensed family and marriage counselors, who are also leaders of the Everyman's Battle workshops. Welcome to the Everyman's Battle podcast. I'm J.J. West. I'm here in studio with Doug Barnes. Hello, hello. Today we are going to be talking about recovery versus sobriety and the impact of each of those on our relationships. So, Doug, let me ask you a question. Why is it, what is the difference between sobriety and recovery? Yeah, that's a great question. Uh, especially guys getting into recovery, this is, this is hard sometimes because we have a tendency to look at it from a cultural and, and uh, an, uh, a worldly perspective. Uh, for me, um, I love I love my AA brothers and sisters. Mm-hmm. Okay, so been there, done that. Um, AA has a tendency, and again, this is not across the board. This is not a, a slap against them, but they have a tendency in the groups that I've been in to look toward sobriety, meaning I'm not going to drink, I'm not going to go to the liquor store, I'm not going to go to the bar, mm-hmm. and and it's focused on stopping the behavior. Mm-hmm. If I just don't drink. Right. Which it, I'm all in. I mean, right. that's that's the let's, that's the beginning let's step. Do that. Right. I'm powerless over this, whatever mm-hmm. it is. In this case, with with AA, it's alcohol. So I'm powerless over this. And so as I'm powerless, I have to step back and say, what what more is there? Because if I stop the obsession, if I stop the disease, then mm-hmm. I can live a different lifestyle. Mm-hmm. I take that a little bit further for uh, my work anyway with with sexual integrity and sex addiction. To mean that I go a step further. It's not just about what I'm not doing. So it's not about what I'm not acting out with, uh, my behaviors, uh, my medication as I as I use it. It's Correct. about what am I doing to live a more healthier life. Mm-hmm. So it's it's we take the the equation recovery, good recovery mm-hmm. equals time. Mm-hmm. And that's a length of time that is stretched out over days, weeks, months, and years. It's not mm-hmm. a couple of weeks. It's not a couple of months as, yeah. as we all want it to be. Right. And so that length of time, whatever that is for the duration, whatever that is for each individual, plus believable behaviors, because we have to stop mm-hmm. some things and start other things, mm-hmm. other things that are good for us. But we need to stop some unhealthy behaviors and we need to begin other healthy behaviors. Right. Plus an added bonus of what is the sanctification of my character? Mm-hmm. If I can include that sanctification of my character, my character changes. I'm addressing issues like um, if I have a tendency to have angry outbursts at home, mm-hmm. right? I, is, is that changing at all? Mm-hmm. If I have a sarcastic, you know, bent to my conversations, right. am I am I addressing my sarcasm? Right. Even for me, that may be how my house was growing up. If I have a, if I'm prone to lying or deceit, deception, uh, I may not be acting out sexually, but if I'm still continuing to do that, that character flaw is still there. Correct. Yeah. And so time plus believable behaviors mm-hmm. plus good character sanctification equals good 
recovery. Yes. So is it fair to say that sobriety is an important component of recovery? It's, it's part of recovery. It's just not all of recovery. Oh, totally. I, yeah. I, I totally agree with that because we need to stop the behaviors. Right. So if I'm cruising around the college campus looking to take snapshots of women or men or dogs or whatever my thing is, then that needs to stop. Right. If I'm cruising the mall, I, I, those are behaviors I need to stop. If mm-hmm. I sit down by myself in isolation mm-hmm. and I start turning on my computer Right. Ready to open up, you know, two, four, ten websites, whatever it is, mm-hmm. getting online, chatting with women or mm-hmm. chatting with anybody, mm-hmm. then those are behaviors that I need to stop. But it, but recovery doesn't stop there. Correct. Right. Correct. It's not. It's not enough. Right. But that that is where sobriety. That's mm-hmm. where I think sobriety really equals um, the the normal definition. If there's a normal definition of sobriety, mm-hmm. I'm not engaging in my behaviors, but what drives me to my behaviors is not about the behavior in the first place. Mm-hmm. And that's the difference that a lot of times we don't understand right. with sexual integrity. Right. It's not that I'm just this oversexed uh, you know, monster who just needs you know, sexual input all of the time. Right. It, there's actually something else that's driving that. Right. Yeah. And that's behind the scenes mm-hmm. usually. And that takes a little bit of digging. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It takes a lot of digging. Let's, let's, let's get real. Yeah, right. It takes yeah. takes more than a little bit. We, right. This is not a twenty one days to the new you where we're just focused on changing behavior. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. So why is it then that so many guys, when we're talking about sexual integrity, when we're talking about trying to make changes, so many guys get stuck or gravitate to just the sobriety piece, just the behavior piece. Just give me the the rules and regs that I need to follow, why is it that so many of us are are either drawn there or get stuck there instead of going into full recovery? Yeah. Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I think for my experience, it's been because we are, we are outcome-driven. Mm. We are okay. bottom-line-driven. Right. So in, in our everyday life, um, we, uh, we go to jobs that, we're paid a wage to get an outcome, mm-hmm. whether that's, you know, 25 ice cream cones in an hour or it's, you know, 400 widgets down the belt at, mm-hmm. you know, by two o'clock in the afternoon, whatever right. it is, we're, we're paid to do a mm-hmm. job and there's an outcome to that. I get paid because of my outcome. Mm-hmm. And so I'm grown up. Like, think about your first job. Mm-hmm. You were paid to do something that you had no idea what to do. So they gave you an order. Okay, you you turn on the machine, then you flip the you turn on the burner, and then you mm-hmm. put the patty on the grill, then you take the grill off, that you know you take the patty off the grill, then you put the onions, and then the tomatoes, and you're given a, a regimen, a routine. Mm-hmm. And so, from our very for most of us anyway, our very first job is about outcome. Mm-hmm. We're not sitting there questioning, well, gee, why do the pickles go on first? Why can't they? Why can't the lettuce go on first? We don't we don't do that. We just say, okay, you're going to pay me. 10 bucks, 16 bucks, 22 bucks an hour, whatever it is, to do a job. Right. And so as I do that job, I'm not questioning, I'm not thinking about anything but, okay, what am I going to get with my money? Let's see, I got a PS5 coming, I've got some new shoes, let's see. Yeah, I'm going out on Saturday so I can treat my date that way. Mm-hmm. And so we're, we're looking at what can I do with my outcome. Mm-hmm. But this is all about the process. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
when we talk about rules and regs, when we talk about the procedures, we mm-hmm. there are procedures that we need to be doing, but not for outcome's sake. Mm-hmm. We're doing them for the process of changing our hearts and changing our minds in the way that we work our recovery. Mm-hmm. Because if we're only expecting an outcome mm-hmm. in recovery, right, especially sexual integrity recovery, right, um, we don't ever wake up and go, "Man, I, I, I did glad it. that's I'm, o- right. I'm, glad I'm that's done. over. Whew, yes. Red letter day, yeah. Ho- hooray! Right, yeah. we throw a party. Mm-hmm. That's not how this works, right? Well, and the flip side of this as well is that there's a safety and a predictability mm. to rules and regulations mm-hmm. and order. And I know, I know what I'm supposed to do. There's, there's so much, yeah, there's so much safety and predictability in that. And when you're talking about recovery and how recovery is so relationally based or, or oriented, maybe is a better way to say it, relationally oriented, relationships are messy Mm. and recovery is messy. Mm -hmm. It's not orderly. And so there's, there's this unpredictability to it. There's this, there's this vulnerability and variability to relationship and recovery that you don't have in a nice ordered rules and reg uh, option or, or, or um, focus. So I end up gravitating as well to, to the order because there's safety there. There's predictability there. I know what I'm supposed to do. I don't have to try and try and respond to what it is that I'm seeing and hearing and, and how it's impacting you. It's a very different scenario to do right. full recovery. And what? and then, like you said, even the digging in, that that work of digging into the the, the wounds of my heart and my soul, that's hard work. Mm. It's much easier to just go in, flip the switch, you know, put on the <laughs> burger, you know, have the cheese, put on the lettuce. Like that's that's so much easier. It's so much easier to go, okay, did I did I drink today? No. Did I go to the bar today? No. Did I uh, or in our vernacular, right? Did I get online and look at porn today? No. Did I reach out to the mistress today? No. Did I go to the strip club? No. So I'm good. Right. Right. It's just, it's so much easier to do that than to look at why, what are the wounds that are in my heart and soul that are prompting those behaviors in the first place? Right. The predictability caught my attention. Mm-hmm. Um, what are my expectations? Mm-hmm. Because when something goes wrong, all I need to do is to go back to the process, go back to the routine. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, this is how I can fix it. Mm-hmm. Well, if I just do this, if I just don't do that, if I just do this, and relationships don't work that way. Mm-hmm. Right, right. My wife doesn't act the way that I want her to. Why not? <laughs> you know, I've been asking myself that for 31 years. It's right. like, sweetheart, why aren't you ask, acting the way I want you to? Sure. Well, because. No, and nor do we act the way they want us to, right? Yeah. Let's be fair. Yes. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> let's let's own let's own our stuff. Yeah. So you're right. Um, so it's that that's that unpredictability mm-hmm. that I have just over just recent years have learned to appreciate because that I've got this saying, our wives do wives things. Mm-hmm. You know, people do people things. Mm-hmm. But in recovery, I've wanted them to do things the way I've wanted them to do. Mm-hmm. And that's that routine. Mm-hmm. Rather than, like you said, go into vulnerability that says, wow, they're different than I am. They have different thoughts, different ideas. Their heart is in a different place. They grew up in a different family. Mm-hmm. So what they bring to our family, our family now is 
something completely different than what I brought in. Mm -hmm. Can I appreciate that Mm -hmm. and work within that framework rather than make her confined to my rules? Yeah. Yeah. Because that, that doesn't work. It's never worked. Yeah. Okay. So let's, let's talk about practically speaking, what is the difference? If I wake up, I'm JJ West, you know, recovering sex addict. I wake up and what does it look like for me to walk through my day focused on sobriety versus what it looks like for me to walk through my day focused on recovery, right? So I wake up, in my, in my mind, if I'm focused on sobriety, I wake up and I go, okay, where am I not allowed to go today? <laughs> what am I not allowed to do today? So I'm not going to, uh, I, I'm, it's uh, a weekend that my family's traveling, so I am not going to get online uh, on the internet because that's too dangerous for me. So I'm not going to do that. Right. That's my focus. And I'm not going to go drive past the college campus because that's dangerous. So I'm I'm going to avoid that. And I'm not going to go to the gym on that side of town because that's where uh, all of the 20 and 30 year olds (laughs) work out at that time of day. So I'm not going to do that. Right. That seems to be the focus on sobriety. Right. What would it look like? to change the focus to recovery? How I see that is where I wake up in, the, in you know, to start my day, I wake up, first thing I do is I hit my knees. Mm. I pray, God, help me to have this day of recovery so that my eyes are focused on you. Maybe I then go to journaling. I open up my Bible and I, I have my uh, work through whatever scripture passage I'm working on. And I take the time to, to focus and reflect and pray and then to journal about what does that mean to me? Mm-hmm. How do I apply that to my, my day, my recovery of my day? Mm-hmm. Maybe I, uh, after breakfast on my way to work, I'm calling a brother, a mm-hmm. uh, recovery brother, and I'm chatting through, okay, so this is my routine for the day. My mm-hmm. parent, my parents, my <laughs> family's out of town. Mm-hmm. My my computer's locked down at home. I know what I need to do at work. Here's my game plan at mm-hmm. you know four o'clock this afternoon. I'm going to call you on my way home just to let you know what's happening in my day. If anything happens during the day, I have your number. I'll be texting you mm-hmm. just to follow up with you. Mm-hmm. So maybe even during the day, maybe even at lunch, maybe I'll um, try to listen to a podcast. Mm-hmm. But I'm not listening to a podcast for entertainment. Mm-hmm. I'm listening to a podcast to look for nuggets that I can use for me that apply to my specific mode of recovery. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'll, be, I'll be jotting those down. I'll be making aha moments of, okay, this really stood out to me. This was really what impacting me in, during that time frame that I'm going to use tonight. And, oh, by the way, tonight when I check in with my wife, this is going to be the topic of my conversation mm-hmm. as I check in with her. Mm-hmm. Hey, honey. This is what I learned today on this podcast, mm-hmm. and this is how I'm going to use it. Yeah. And oh, by the way, I checked in with my accountability guy. Mm-hmm. I, I texted him while I was at work, and I called him up before I got to work and after I got to work. Oh, and by the way, I've got my group tonight too, so there's another way. Mm-hmm. And so it's keeping, it's keeping my world out in front of me, mm-hmm. ready to face it rather than wait to be attacked right. by something that I don't see coming. Right, right. And what I heard throughout all of that description of, of a recovery-focused day was connecting with God, 
connecting with yourself and connecting with others, mm. right? That, that led through the whole thing, right? Started the day with, I'm going to get on my knees and pray. I'm going to get in the word and, and study. I'm going to maybe uh, grab a, a devotional, right? I'm connecting with God. And then I'm paying attention to, well, what's happening with me? What am I, what am I feeling? What's, what, what is, what is uh, bubbling up in me, right? I'm, I'm paying attention. And throughout the day, you know, there may be things that I'm encountering. Maybe I get an angry email. Maybe I get a nasty gram from the boss. Maybe I get, uh, you know, something, something goes sideways. The car doesn't have enough gas or whatever, right? I'm paying attention to how that's impacting me. And I'm connecting with my brothers in the battle. And I'm connecting with my spouse, letting her know, here's what's going on with me. Uh, here's how my recovery is going today, right? There's, there's connection all throughout uh, that day that you just described. Well, that begs the question, why is connection so important? Right. <laughs> <laughs> why, why, am I, why am I connecting with people? Why is that so important? Because I cannot do this alone. I cannot do this alone. If I'm, if I'm, if I'm isolated, I am easy to pick off by the enemy, right? Uh, I'm also, I'm in my own little echo chamber. And we say this all the time, your broken self can't fix your broken self, right? Just can't do it. If all I have in my toolbox is a broken hammer and I have to fix my broken hammer with my broken hammer, I can't do it. Right. So I've got to be connected to others so that I have other, other voices influencing what I believe, what I think, how I feel about myself, how I, how, what I believe about my world around me. If I'm just isolated, I'm I am I'm in danger because the uh, the there's not a great validity to what it is that I'm listening to, right? So I want to spread that out and connecting connecting with God and others helps me to do that. Right, right, yeah, I like that. I like that. Yeah, the only thing that connection really ever gave me was a better view of myself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's not how other people see me. Mm. Mm. I can make myself out to be any way, anyone, mm-hmm. any personality I want to be mm-hmm. until I engage vulnerably. Vulnerably, right. That's the dreaded that's V word, the key. right? That's you know? the key. Right. It's not just talking to other people right. where I put on my little mask to give you what it is I think you want to right. see. Hi, JJ, how's your golf game? You know, right? <laughs> like, we, that's not, that's not right. important. Although right. it's during the day, it's okay. Mm-hmm. But if we're talking about really connecting, mm-hmm. we're getting down deeper than just the pleasantries of your mm-hmm. golf game. Mm-hmm. I'm sure your golf game is great. It's terrible. Because I never <laughs> but, play. <laughs> but, but, we're, but we're trying to get to a place of connection. Mm-hmm. And that can be very scary. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yet, it's very necessary, right? It's very necessary, especially in recovery. Yeah. Again, which is a little bit different than sobriety. Again, not knocking sobriety, mm-hmm. but connection says I'm leaning into you mm-hmm. because when I lean into you, that helps me to be leaned into as well mm-hmm. because I know you're going to do that back. And mm-hmm. But it's with an air of connection to the brokenness that we both carry. Right. Rather than somebody wagging my, a finger in my face, telling me how horrible I am. Right. Because that's not, that's not good recovery. Right. right. I don't need that. Yeah. I got that most of my life. Yeah. I need guys who love me, who are on my side, who really speak truth and love into me. Mm-hmm. And, you know, our model for this is Jesus. 
Jesus, when he's in the garden, he connects with self. He says, my soul is sorrowful to the point of death. Mm. He connects with his brothers. He shares that with them, and he asks them to pray with and for him. And he connects with the Father in his prayer time, right? Like there's this model of, of deep connection that we're supposed to follow when we're, if we're going to be disciples of Jesus. So all today, all through this podcast, right, we're, we're looking at this difference between recovery and sobriety and this key, this key element of, of connection. Mm. Am I going to know myself and am I going to share myself in a vulnerable, real way with those around me? That's scary. It's uncomfortable. Sobriety is, is safer and more predictable. And it's important, but it doesn't go all the way. If we want to, if we want to, to live this fuller, abundant life, we've got to live this recovery life. We've got to be vulnerable. We've got to follow Jesus' model right. and, and, and be open and honest and vulnerable and share our life with those around us. Because, again, we cannot fix our broken self with our broken self. This has been the Everyman's Battle podcast, looking at how we fully recover from sexual integrity issues. If you want to learn more or if you want more information about the workshop that we do, call 1-800-NEW-LIFE, and they'll be glad to give you all that information. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next time. If you need help with sexual integrity, call New Life Ministries at 1-800-NEW-LIFE. That's 1-800-639-5433 or go to newlife.com.